hello friend welcome back to the book truck chronicles my name is brandy and you know what i have i have some things i think i want to talk about so i had a great conversation with a friend the other day and we were just talking about what i call book woes things that just kind of are disappointing in your reading life and we laughed about some of them because we thought it was just each of us but it's actually ridiculously common so i thought i would share some of those with you So number one in the book woes was loaning a book to a friend and never getting it back. Now, my friend suggested that a really great way to deal with this is actually to buy them a used copy of that book. Because if you're never going to see it again, then you don't care. And it was very low investment for you. And they have a copy they can do whatever they want with. and You don't have to worry about your friendship is still intact and you both have a copy of the book. So it's kind of a win-win. I know that many of you have expressed that you have a book that you love, that you just really wanted to share with somebody and you gave it to them and it was bye-bye book. You never saw it again. So that is a really great suggestion that my friend had. Buy that person a used copy of the same book so you can both have a copy and then nobody has to have any book woes. What about this? You load a a book to a friend and then you get it back, but it is no longer in the beautiful condition in which you loaned it. What happened to that book? It is ratty and it's covered in stuff. I, you know, I don't know what some people's reading life is. Mine is not really adventurous. Mine is just open and close, open and close. It's not really, there should be no ripping sounds ever in my reading life. So My friend did talk too about how when you get a copy back that you know was pristine when you loaned it, it makes you feel a little bit differently about that friend when they disrespected your book. (laughs) So if this is you, either way, if you were the one who loaned the book and something bad happened to it, your dog got it, your kids got it, you dropped it in the tub, whatever happened, or maybe you're the one who loaned the book and you got it back in a really ratty condition. Okay, y'all, let's save the friendship. Buy your friend a used book instead. If you borrowed a book and it is kind of scabby, don't give them back a scabby book. Buy them another copy that is in better condition. Your friendship will stay intact and you will both be happy. Okay, how about this? What about when you go into a store or a book truck and you are thinking about getting a book that you really want, it's been on your TBR list for a while, you hum, you haw, you think about it, and you say, no, okay, I'm gonna wait. And then you go back the next time because you're like, okay, this is it, I'm gonna get it. And it is gone. Now, if any of you know what it's like to go into a used bookstore, a lot of the books are one-of copies. We don't have multiple copies of every book. So if somebody else gets it, they have walked out with your book. So. You know, let's let's not have the hashtag shelf regret. Let's say if you really think you want to get that book and it's only $5 or something, just invest in it. Don't save, just save yourself the grief later of, oh, I wish I'd got it. Why didn't I get it? What was I thinking? Just, just grab the book. It's totally fine. Then you will appreciate it and you won't have that shelf regret. Okay, how about this one? you give in to publisher peer pressure and you find that your reading life means you're only reading all of the new releases and the bestsellers and you're feeling a little bit unoriginal kind of like reading cattle like you're all just going with the flow reading what you're told to read you're not really making any unique decisions about stuff that really jives things for you but you just kind of got into a rut of reading as you were told 
All right, friend, I am going to release you from this. Break free. Pick a backlist book. Pick a, a classic. Pick a book that is not on that French shelf when you first walk into a store. Go to the back of the store. I have a thing about I don't like to buy clothes in the front of a store because then I feel like everybody's going to be walking around wearing the clothes I'm wearing, and that sucks. So I'm the same about books. I like to read from the back of the store because those books have proven that they are worthy. So break out of that rut. Don't have book woes about you're reading what everybody else is reading so you're unoriginal. You know what? Break free. Do something awesome. You are awesome. Find a book that is just as cool as you are. Today's Book Truck Chronicles conversation is kind of a mixture of bookish and business bar because I am thrilled to talk to Kate Keeper, owner of GoGo Book Truck a nomadic storybook shop on wheels currently in Delaware, who specializes in fun and unique titles and toys for kids up to young adults. Kate was a labor and delivery nurse who answered the call of all of us book truck chicks and is now living her dream. Y'all, this is so much fun. So here is my conversation with fellow book truck chick sister, Kate. Hi, Kate. <laughs> Hi, Brandy. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. You are my very first international guest. Wow, really? That's so fun. I haven't, I've listened to all of the episodes except for the one that you just put out. I haven't had time to listen to that one yet, so I don't know anything about her. But I did listen to your bookstore friend. And who else? I think that was it. The other one was just you, I think, talking. So, mm -hmm. but yeah. I'm very excited to have that honor as the first uh, person abroad. <laughs> oh, yes. So, and you and I have chatted just a little bit and we've gotten to know each other over social media, mm -hmm. but I'm going to just kind of let people know who you are. So sure. you operate GoGo Book Truck. I do. Which is a nomadic storybook shop on wheels. Exactly. It specializes in children's books up to young adult. Yep, pretty much. I have like one really small section of like parenting books because um, I was a labor and delivery nurse. So I'm super interested in motherhood and pregnancy and things like that. So I have a little bit of stuff like that, but like 99% of the books are from, are just kids to YA. Yep. Okay. So connect the dots for me. How does, how does one go from being a labor and delivery nurse <laughs> to running a bookshop on wheels? Yeah. It's a pretty large leap. I feel like on paper, um, but like my life obviously is like most people's lives are so, like super complex. Um, so I was an English major in college and I like never thought I would be a nurse. It wasn't like, even on my radar until my senior year, you know, when I'm doing like the job application dance and I like didn't really like anything that was available to me. So my then boyfriend, he's my husband now, and I were like, let's just Google stuff about like what you can do when you grow up. And so I <laughs> was like, how about a nurse? Both of my sisters were nurses. So I was like, oh, I'll give that a try. Like seems cool and like you can go back to school for it relatively like easily and quickly if you already have a degree so I did that and then when I finished I did not want to be like a med surge nurse really bad I hated it when I went through the rotations which is like your standard nurse when you think of a nurse like they work on a medical floor and so they take care of sick people and I just didn't want to do that so I applied for only like specialty jobs which is pretty risky in the nursing world it's like a no-no they say you should have med surge experience first um, but I got a call back from a labor and delivery unit so it just kind of worked out and so I took that because I thought hey like why not it's not a med surge job I had like no interest in it really 
I left that unit to work at an out-of-hospital birthing center, but I wasn't like totally fulfilled. Um, all of like my service and giving acts and things like that were being checked off as in like my fulfillment categories, but uh, the hours were really crazy and hectic. And so I was losing a lot of my personal time and life and hobbies and things like that. So I'd always liked books. I was an English major in college and I started following this bookstore in Brooklyn called Stories. When they started, like, I just found them on Instagram. I, like, stumbled upon them, and I watched her, the owner, build her bookstore. And I was just, like, fascinated by it. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, I want to do this. And I think a lot of people are like, I mean, I get lots of people who message me and are like, oh, I've always wanted a bookstore. I think it's, like, on every reader's bucket list. (laughs) It is very popular. It is. It's a super like everyone's like, I want a bookstore. It's like my retirement dream. And so I never really considered it. But watching this woman make it happen was just like super inspiring to me. You know, I at that time, this was a couple years ago, uh, there hadn't been the studies now that are showing like a huge boom in indie bookstores. So it was one of those things that I was like, uh, like maybe one day, you know, because it was not profitable and you, you need a lot of money to start up and things like that. So I kind Mm -hmm. of just didn't really give it much thought. My dad passed away really suddenly when I was 23. um, And my sister and I ended up with some money. Probably like six months or so after he passed away, we went to New York City for a wedding and we visited stories because of course, going to the bookstore that was super inspiring to me was on my to do list. And I we left there and I was like in tears because I was like, I want to do this. Like, I've watched her build this and like being in that store was so just cool and like full circle for me. And so I was like crying at the meet, like our cars parked at a meter and I'm crying (laughs) about how I want a bookstore. And my husband was like, well, why not have a bookstore? Like, why I don't know why you don't think that you could do that. And so, you know, a lot of reasons. I'm sure you understand going mobile, like it was pretty much the only option because brick and mortar just wasn't an option for a lot of reasons. I had shot off a couple emails to mobile businesses in my area about how like they opened their mobile business. And I shot off a couple emails to some bookstores and no one ever got back to me. (laughs) But yeah, I know I had no uh, takers on that. But so I kind of just figured it out on my own. But I did have um, one kind of like serendipitous thing. One of the stores that is local to me had a fashion truck that they were wanting to get rid of. And so I met with them and talked about purchasing it. And they're asking a lot of money for it. And everyone was like, I don't know if you should pay that much money because you're going to have to, you know, get the truck and then build it out to function as a book truck. And so that was going to be another expense. And just randomly, this guy, John Burl, was in my local paper uh, about his, his company called Custom Concessions, which is a company that builds out food trucks. And my mom was like, did you see this? Like, you should call him. And so I did. And he was like, I'll try doing a book truck. Sure, no problem. And so oh, I love that. Yeah, it was just like super serendipitous. And so he was like, I'm actually going to Florida tomorrow to pick up uh, my truck. Just as a fun fact, is an old Frito-Lay Dorito. Doritos truck so yeah I don't know which kind I like to think it was Cool Ranch but I don't really know (laughs) um (laughs) so so he was like I'm actually going to pick up a Frito-Lay truck tomorrow for a friend for another project and like I can bring one of my employees down and 
we'll bring you back one too for like literally a quarter of the price I was going to pay for this other truck. So what you got a truck delivered for you? I did. He went and drove oh it gosh. from Florida back to Delaware for me, and it was amazing. And then he, you know, banged it out and made me a book truck. So <laughs> oh, we like him. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. So I always say, like, if anyone else in the country wants a book truck, like he's your man. If you can't find somebody local to you to do it, because he did a good job and it was super superb service and we'll drive it to you <laughs> so oh wow that's incredible yes yeah, so I, I know that for us like the building out of the truck was was quite an ominous task oh sure and your husband and you did it together right like that was the well yeah we did most of it together um but in terms of putting the actual shelves in we had to find somebody who could come and do it because the walls are not 100 percent square or right straight. so right. every shelf had to be custom fit right. to where it was going to go and <laughs> i had all the graph paper i knew exactly how i wanted it to look sure but i just couldn't get it all done exactly. so we had so many contractors who said no no you have to have metal shelves because it's a metal truck and no we, we're not going to do wood and i was like oh what's wrong with you people yeah have some vision yeah and absolutely. then finally this one guy looked at it, he goes oh i want this job that's I was like, awesome oh, you're my guy yeah so it was great that he could actually see it and make it happen and then um my husband and i did all of the sanding and the painting and all the sure. finishing and all that stuff but so oh, was your guy project was he just a general contractor who was like, sure, I'll take this project on? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so he just, inspiring. He came to our house in our driveway. That's sick. I love that. <laughs> I know. It was brilliant. I was bringing him coffee and I was just in awe. And then there was that moment when it was all done and I stood in the truck with the shelves yep. done. And I just bawled my eyes out. Sure. Yeah. I, I know that feeling. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. But it is incredible. That's that's awesome. So yeah, it was just kind of lucky that like, you know, this guy existed in my area because Delaware is a small state and there's not a lot of amenities here in general. So it was just kind of lucky that there was literally a man who makes mobile businesses around the corner. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right about serendipity. I think that was meant to be exactly. So yeah, that's my really long winded story. <laughs> <laughs> and so how are people responding to your truck? Really well. So I opened in April of last year. And I know you're familiar with cold weather. We're not quite as cold as you, <laughs> but we have four seasons. So April is still cold and it gets cold again in like October here. So our seasons was short, but it packed a punch. Uh, my truck broke down in August for like, and it took like the whole month to be thick. So that was a bummer. <sighs> I know, but it's fine now. But either way, so it was a good first season. It was definitely at first I was like, why don't people get it? Like, I felt like reaching out to I got a lot of no's from other businesses. And a lot of I just felt like people like didn't get it. You know, there was mm -hmm. they've seen fashion trucks and ice cream trucks and smoothie trucks and food trucks, but like a book truck wasn't like really clicking. But once I got some traction, it was like, Everyone was like, oh, will you come here? Will you come here? And so that was awesome, obviously. Yes. But at first I was like, I didn't realize that, that there would be such a gap between like bringing it to the world and, and having people embrace it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's really hard to predict, isn't it? It is. Because you're kind of like a unicorn in the marketplace. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, though, it was um, it was really well received. And now that we're leaving Delaware, it's really funny. It was horrible timing. I had a like a huge article come out in our local magazine. So but either way, so I had an article come out like the 
day before I announced that we were moving. And so a bunch of people were like, man, we really are bummed that we never got the opportunity to visit. I mean, maybe I'll be back in Delaware someday. The truck will always come with me wherever I go. So, <laughs> And, you know, that's the beautiful thing about having a business with wheels. Exactly. Is you're not limited to any one space. Exactly. You go where the people are. Exactly. So if you all of a sudden decide, hey, there's an event, you know, a few hours away, I could go. And I could totally. take my whole store with me. Exactly. And I think that's just like or something that's really obviously unique about mobile businesses. But I think in today's like business climate, which admittedly, I don't know anything about business climates, but <laughs> I think you have to be flexible to survive. Um, and so having a business that can just go where there's people is pretty flexible, I would say. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good you know way to stay relevant. I, I think it's so inspiring that you have, well, it's interesting because you have an English major history and mm-hmm. then you have a nursing profession. Yes. <laughs> and then you now are an entrepreneur of a mobile book shop. Sure. And so I love the fact that people have heard my story and they learned that, oh, I was a social worker and then I did this and I don't have a business degree or anything like that either. But that you can take your passion and you can research and you can ask all the questions. 100%. And you can actually make this stuff happen. Exactly. And I think that, uh, I mean, I love the, I, I like the attention. I mean, I love the attention when people are like, you're so inspiring. I'm like, oh, I am, aren't I? <laughs> um, but it's, go, girl. it's true. Like, I think that um, I get a lot of messages. I'm sure you do too, that people are like, it's really refreshing to see someone following their dreams. And though, you know, two people like us with totally random backgrounds as opposed to what we're doing now. I like to be that person for someone. I'm like, sure, I hope that I inspire you to do what you want to do, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that is. So exactly. I agree. And, you know, if if somebody like do like you or I doing this business, if I had met one of us, let's say 15, 20 years ago, I probably still would have thought, oh, gee, you know, I just don't know if I have what it takes. Sure. I would have had that doubt. But, you know, I think if you just keep going, you eventually realize what you're capable of when you do it. Totally. And I think that still, like, some days I'm like, do I have what it takes or um, you know, start to like get in my own head about stuff because it's not, it's not easy to run a business. I mean, it's, it's a real job. It feels like there's highs and lows. So, um, I definitely still have feelings like, am I doing this right? Or, you know, how can I be doing better? Or I'm not doing as good as X, Y, or Z, or, you know, so especially when you have comparison at your fingertips every day via your phone. It can be it can be hard. Well, and comparison for us is a little bit unique, isn't it? Because exactly. <laughs> there's really nothing that we can compare to directly. Exactly. It's so it's so kind of like in its own box. Um, it is. I love that as I'm talking to you, I know that you totally get that. Oh, 100%. Because there are times where I go to networking events and they say, oh, what do you do? And I explain, and they give me this look like, a what? You do, wait, yeah. what do you, what do you do exactly? Can you, what does that mean? And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So I get that it's new, but there's nobody there that I can sit with who says, oh yeah, hey sister, I totally hear you. Let's talk about the challenges. Exactly. I like, it's just like, I don't, I'm just on a different page. Like, it's just hard. I've been invited to marketing events or networking events and things like that. And I just, it's just not like anything else. Like there's the other bookstore. There's one other indie bookstore in my area. There's a couple in Delaware, you know, we're like chatty and friendly, but like, it's just, we don't have any of the same like problems or like successes. Like it's so different. It's hard to connect with people. Definitely. 
Yeah, it really is. And as much as I appreciate their questions because they really do want to know. Sure. And maybe they want to know so they can support you and explain what you do to somebody else, which I think is awesome. Yeah, totally. But also, it's very exhausting sometimes to, especially with other professionals, Mm -hmm. be constantly trying to say who you are every time. Right, exactly. So I've also stopped going to a lot of the networking things because they don't get me. No. <laughs> so, I feel like in junior high, you know, you stand at the edge of the dance. Yes. And nobody is doing the move that you're doing. So you're kind of like a freak on the side. Yeah. But like That's... you let the freak flag fly, obviously. But yes. at the same time, you're like. And uh, there's the flip side because I like that nobody gets it because that means there's no competition in my marketplace. Totally. Totally. So That's fine. Exactly. But I totally understand what you mean when that's just hard to like connect with people that's why it's nice to like talk to I'm so glad that like hashtag book truck or like hashtag bookmobile is a thing because it's connected Mm -hmm. me to like people like you and iron dog and river dog and um, itinerant literate and charleston so there's just a lot of people that I've met that have book trucks that it's just been nice to like have as like virtual friends to connect with (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) totally what would you say has been the biggest surprise about running a bookshop on wheels for young readers? I mean, it's all surprising <laughs> because I had no like retail. I worked in a bookstore for like three weeks in college and I didn't like it. Three so weeks. yeah. And it was a textbook like store. So totally different. So I, it's all a surprise. I had no retail experience. I always worked in like pizza shops or things like that before I was a nurse. So I definitely had just like no clue what to expect and what how to run a business and so every day was a surprise in the beginning (laughs) I think that as far as like it's a lot of work a lot of work and a lot of multifaceted work I feel like it's like a million different jobs because I mean there's social media marketing and there's inventory and there's the taxes and so like there's a million different things that you do at once that is overwhelming at times. Whenever I get overwhelmed, my husband's like, just go stand on the truck and just like go sit there and like look at yeah. it. Cause it's just like amazing. Like there was so many times where I would be driving to events and I would just start crying, like laughing, like a weird mix of emotions. Cause I was just so overcome with like, like wonder, you know what I mean? Oh yes. So much. Um, when we actually bought our truck, we brought it in a neighboring town. And as we're driving there, my husband said, you realize if we like this one, this could be the truck. This could mm-hmm. be your book truck. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, we'll see. Right. And then and then we we're driving back and he's driving his truck and I'm driving like Daisy and I'm bawling my eyes out. <laughs> it's this big empty metal shell. Yep. And all of a sudden it was so real and I was I was a hot mess. Yes. I, mean, I looked terrible, but I was so thrilled. Yeah, and you're just so like alive in yeah. that moment and you're like, wow, this is like living, man. So it was just I think that would be the most surprising thing, totally. That same exact thing you're talking about, that moment of just like which it comes less frequently now because it's more of like my new normal but when I get a little taste of it like it's still really like washes over me like this is my job (laughs) I know it's so true you know I think it's funny too when when somebody says to me oh how hard could it be like you just put some books in the back and you just drive around and I think oh baby you're so cute no that's not what (laughs) it's not how it works no I feel like that's the very least we do I grappled with that. I still kind of do every once in a while with I try really hard to disconnect because I know that there's 
just a misunderstanding or that it is just like I can't control how people think or what they feel. But like I get so irritated when people act like it's just like this really funsies like, oh, I just drive around and take books to people and it's so great. And it, it is great. Like, don't get me wrong. But like, I'm yeah. like it is a job and I do work. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's not just all like magic and roses and like rainbows. <laughs> it's not. And you're right. I mean, because we do. We drive around and we take books to people. And so that is part of it. Mm-hmm. Right. But. But there is that simplistic factor that I think discounts all the legwork behind. Yes. Which is fine. I mean, if you go to see a play, you don't see all the rehearsals and exactly. the crying and the misstep. You just see the show. Right. So I get it. Totally. I get it. But, but still, I've never worked so hard in my life. Oh, me either. Totally. And not like working a normal job. And so you're a social worker. I was a nurse. Very similar in the sense that like you're giving your all to your patients or your clients and uh, it's I that was a different kind of hard work, but it was yes. nothing like this. Like this is totally it's just so different than anything else I've ever done. Ooh, I'm gonna have a bookstore and I'm gonna drink tea and read books all day. <laughs> and like, that's gonna be so great. And I'm like, I haven't read a book that I like really wanted to read in a whole year. <laughs> like I've just been oh, reading. But either way, I read a lot of stuff that I think that people are going to want to know about so that I can recommend them. True. I also have a goal to read 25 classics before I turn 30, which is in three years. So I haven't read like a good novel or like just something I couldn't put down in so long, like a year at least. Reading is great because you can fit it into your life. Yes. It doesn't yeah. have to be the only thing, but it's always there. If you ever have time for it, it is patiently waiting for mm-hmm. you. It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I loved your first podcast episode where you're talking about like how when you like don't like a book and we have this kind of like stigma against putting a book that you don't like down. Uh, mm-hmm. Or did I say that right? I'm like, yeah. Okay, yeah, you don't like it, but you don't want to put it, you have to finish it anyway. I am so guilty of doing that. I will come, I will still read a book even if I like hate it. And so I was like, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> I listened to the podcast because I was like, it kind of like, slap you in the face a little bit of like you don't actually have to do that and I'm like wait you're right I don't no it's your it's your time your time is so precious yes totally now if you could go back to before like when you left that that bookstore that so inspired you sure in, you said it was in Brooklyn yeah it's called stories stories yep. so if you could go back to that moment and know that you're going to do this later, what would be something that you tell yourself that you've learned some insight, some wisdom, some aha moment? That's really hard because I feel like I honestly can't remember my life a lot. Like before I was like, all right, I'm doing this book truck thing. And so that was that. And I was like, all right, we're doing it. Probably to from the bat, like consider yourself a different league. I think for a long time, I really compared myself to like the book industry and bookstores and how I could be like them and I'm not like them and so I wasted a lot of time agonizing over that trying to appeal to who I thought should shop at my store because I think that the people who like read is a very specific type of person to me like oh, it is the types of people who shop and like who buys books and who doesn't it's been really interesting to see like who comes on my truck and takes pictures to buy on Amazon versus who actually (laughs) will actually buy stuff from me. So I think like just stop agonizing over like who shopping, the type of person, stop trying to like really nail that and sell books, like Mm -hmm. stop trying to figure it out and just like go do what you want to do. And what, what is the next thing that you have in mind for your business? 
because I know you're you're moving. We're but moving. What is, do you have anything sort of on the radar for what's coming up for GoGo? So the move obviously is pretty big. It's going to be like starting over since I don't know anything about where we're moving to. I've never been there even. So I don't know. I completely have to. It's What's nice about Delaware is that I grew up here and I lived here my whole life. So I know everything about it. And I knew all the businesses definitely just trying to get like the lay of the land there. But I would like to start blogging more and doing written content because I really enjoy writing. Been on my to do list for a really long time to like start blogging like about books or stuff about books and things like that and about book trucking I guess oh you let me know I would so read that well I like I enjoy your blog a lot I I like your blog it it just amplifies your voice more we get to know you more (laughs) just I right now I'm just on Instagram and then Facebook and so I like that it just kind of gives your brand like another avenue so I think that I'd like to get into that and get reading your blog and now with the podcast it's like brings it more like robust you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah oh I'm glad thanks I I love the idea of being human and connecting with humans in this business. Totally. Because I think we get so digital focused and we get so order through the mail focus and that kind of thing that we lose the connection with real people. Totally. Having been a social worker and a foster parent, I have definitely seen what happens when people limit themselves and their human connections. It gets so negative. Absolutely. So whatever way I can put myself out there and be available for people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find it very humbling. And other times it's just, I've been journaling and doing this stuff all my life. So sure. it's just normal. Totally, totally. And I think it's like just a, another fun creative outlet. So like obviously the book trucks are very creative outlets for us. And the social media aspect is super creative for me too. But I would like to just have another avenue. And as far as content goes, it gets like really repetitive to share. You might have touched on this. I don't remember if I read this in your blog or in one of your podcast but like to share or maybe it was one of your recent Instagram posts but it kind of resonated with me like sharing pictures of the book truck over and over again it's like old news like you know what I mean I'm like all right yeah we get it I see my book like I have like a million pictures of my book truck and I keep posting it I'm like how else can I kind of like diversify this and make it more like fun for me and exactly and connect more with customers I guess or followers too and so hopefully having more reach kind of on the internet can bring me closer to people in real life (laughs) oh totally and I have no doubt that you are going to connect with them they are going to meet you and they're going to love you and they're going to be regulars (laughs) just you wait and see I hope it's gonna be awesome I I think it's totally gonna be awesome but it's super (laughs) like unknown obviously I feel like I'm back a year ago and I was like all right what's gonna happen you know so every season of this business is not like the one before no so (laughs) Whereas somebody who has an address-based business, mm-hmm. right, you open your doors, the weather outside changes, but really inside, things don't change too, too much. Sure. You can change your displays or even your staff could change, but really the basis of it is the same. Right. Because when people come to you, you have to stay the same. Sure. But when we go to someplace else, we get to be whatever we want. <laughs> totally. I totally feel that. It's like we're super malleable. Like we can just adapt. And I, I feel that so hard. Like you just kind of adapt to wherever you end up. It's true. I know for, for our truck this year, this whole season that we're going into is not going to look anything like last year. That's awesome. And it's kind of a risk. But I thought, sure. you know what? It's okay. I really feel like this is the way to go. And yeah. So yeah. And who knows what will come after that? I don't know. Right. I have no idea. Right. And I think it's a good metaphor for life in general <laughs> is that you really don't know what's coming around the corner or what's going to be what the future holds or doesn't hold. So 
That's right. There's no guarantees ever. So it's just kind of interesting um, how that kind of parallels with actual life. <laughs> it's very true, right? Because yep. you're not going to be for everybody, right. but you are going to be for those few people who choose you. And yeah. that makes all the difference. And when you say that, it got like flash me back to being at events where I was not doing well. And it was like, that was when you were saying, what would I tell myself before? It would definitely, that ties into the not trying to like analyze everything so much. I think that there's definitely in this coming season, I'm very interested to not do that and see what happens because it was so, but you're right. It's like not being for everyone. Whereas if you have an address or your bricks and mortar, it's um, like less dynamic, I guess. Yeah, it can be for sure. Maybe you can find yourself in a community in a brick and mortar that is exactly where you should be. And that's perfect. Totally. Sometimes it's not that way. And with real estate being so expensive, it's Mm -hmm. very hard to find that perfect space. So yeah, no, we get to go, go around and find our people and then leave them and then come back so we always have that reintroduction yep. that excitement when we see each other yep yeah that's a really great feeling I always love that moment when somebody comes around the back of the truck and I'm in it and they see it and their eyes bug out and they just oh, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen I know it's I a good never a, ever tire of that I know it's a nice little stroke for the ego <laughs> I'm always it like is. I'm always like yeah this is cool huh we know it's right obviously and we're like yeah this is awesome but it's just a nice little bonus when other people agree <laughs> well yeah and I've always said that this truck is for you right like if if I wanted to be for me, it might look a little different. You know, I might have different books in it, but this truck is for you. So when I take it to you and you respond like this party is all yours, mm-hmm. then I, I feel like, oh my gosh. But I see that you advertise that you do book parties, which I think is cool. So yeah. Do that. Yeah. I go to <laughs> um, to block parties, book clubs, ladies' nights. Sure. Done. Um, book clubs are actually one of the most popular ones because it's all eager readers. Yeah, and they totally. just They just fill the truck with their own friends and they just have at her. And that's fun. I mean, it's a very, very short event. Sure. But it's also so personal. Yeah, totally. You filling the whole store with all your favorite people and mm-hmm. it's there just for you. Mm-hmm. And I fill the truck with the books that you like so that it's all very custom. Sure. And then there you go. It's, yeah, it's really fun. And it doesn't, it's not something I can do all the time. Sure. But when I do do it, I just, I feel like it's such a privilege to be invited. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. So where you're going, you'll get somewhere and somebody might ask you, hey, can you come and do this? And you might think, why the heck not? Sure. sure. Yeah. Why not? How long does it take you to set up and break down about? Uh, it takes me about a half hour for both. Okay. So like an hour combined. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And how far would you travel for something like that? I usually go two to two and a half hours outside of my town. Really? Oh my yeah. gosh. You're so yeah. generous. <laughs> I'm like, over 40 minutes, no way. It has to be worth it. Like if it's only for a couple of hours, well, then yeah. no, I won't. Sure. But if it's for a whole day or a weekend, I will definitely go there. But and yeah, if you're going to be there for a whole weekend, I feel like that's a different story. Uh, my count, I've never left my county <laughs> the whole year. Really? Yeah, which is like not, I mean, it's, it takes like 45 minutes from where I live to get out of the county. I just never, I couldn't guarantee that I would make enough profits for it to be worth it. And I, so yeah. I pretty much stuck around this general area. That's okay. You're going to discover so many new places. Yeah. You have incredible events ahead of you that you don't even know about yet. I know. I'm, so, I'm excited to like learn about a new place. It's like a scary challenge, but an exciting challenge. 
Well, you've already proven you can do that. You're already a victory. You're a success story. I did read the article. Actually, I think I read all the articles that they published about you. Okay. Places. Yeah. They're all so good. And you, you're doing it. You're kicking ass. You're doing it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what state or city they put you in. Sure. Do it. Now, Kate, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram and Facebook and I am on Twitter, but I rarely tweet. Um, at go, go book truck, one word, all lowercase. And then my website is go, go book truck. Dot com and I'm also on Pinterest I use Pinterest a lot at Google book truck all at right now I am not open so I'm closed for the season until I move and then I'm not really sure when I'll be open I have I have no idea when I'll be open next right now I'm closed that's all I know oh, okay. <laughs> but okay. hopefully you'll be able to find me soon <laughs> So if they find you on all those socials, then you will be notifying them where you're going to be and what move you're making and all that. Exactly. Yeah. I'll probably announce my move. I think you know where I'm moving to, but yeah, I'll keep um, it a secret. Yeah. I probably will announce it in the next week or so, but I've just been keeping it under wraps while I work out all the logistics to come find me in real life. Well, I am very excited to come down to the States and actually meet you in in face-to-face real life human connection time. That would be fantastic. I've never been to Canada. Maybe I'll have to come to Canada. (laughs) Sure. Don't come here in the winter. Yeah, I totally would not come there in the winter. This is brutal. This is not for humans. This is awful. Yeah, today was minus 32. That's bizarre. It was 20 degrees here today and I was, it was frigid to me. So another 50 degrees lower. I don't know the conversion of that. You know what? It's on the gross meter. It's just well, gross. Yeah, yeah. Like it's icky. just awful. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. made for sunshine, so this is not good for me. I'm so excited that you talked to me, Kate. This is so great. I'm yeah, thrilled that you, we Brandy. can connect for real. I know. It was really fun to talk. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. This episode of the Book Truck Chronicles is brought to you by the family I just saw, who each took photos of their food when it arrived, spent time to post about it, read the comments before they took a bite. And then complained that their food was cold. Hashtag, the chef just quit. So, as y'all can tell from my conversation with Kate, book truck life is not just about books. It is a business. And as I am knee-deep in application forms and licensing and calendars and lists galore today, let me just remind you that no matter what you do in your business, shine a light of humor kindness, and compassion in everything you do. Be relevant, be generous, be unforgettable. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading!